Are you a marketing or advertising professional looking to stay ahead of the game? Well, we've got the perfect opportunity for you. Advertising Week New York is back for its 19th edition, and it's bigger and better than ever. Picture this, four jam-packed days of inspiring keynotes, thought-provoking panels, and networking with the industry's brightest minds. Advertising Week New York is where the world's top brands, agencies, and leaders come together to shape the future of marketing and advertising. But wait, here's the best part. You can secure your spot at Advertising Week New York during the exclusive Early Bird Summer Sale. Act fast and save 30% on all past types. That's right, you'll have access to every session, every workshop, and every unforgettable moment. Don't miss this chance to gain insights from the industry's trailblazers, connect with potential clients, and elevate your career. But remember, this sale ends on August 1st. Head over to advertisingweek.com slash New York today and buy your pass. No promo code needed. The 30% discount applies automatically. Advertising Week New York, the ultimate gathering for marketing and advertising professionals. Be part of the conversation, be part of the innovation, and be part of the future. Get your early bird sale pass now and join us at Advertising Week New York. On this episode of the show, we welcome back Jerry Burist. Jerry is Executive Creative Director at Imagination and walks us through how Imagination has been working in the metaverse since his last visit. He'll also discuss how Imagination is using AI tools and has been using them for quite some time, and then weighs in on what we might look forward to in an artificial intelligence-assisted world. We hope you enjoy this episode. Jerry, welcome back to the show. It's been it's been a little while, a little over a year. I'm pleased to have you back. Thank you very much. It's happy to be back. So for the uninitiated, you are Executive Creative Director at Imagination. Tell us, what is Imagination these days? Uh, sure. Uh, we are a creative uh, agency founded on this principle of endocrine. Ah, sorry, I'll start again. Uh, we are a creative agency founded on a principle of independent creativity. Uh, we've been independent for over 50 years, founded in London, but uh, now present in 40, 14 studios around the world, um, including New York, which is where I am. Um, we deliver creative work across four main offers, content, live, destinations, and consultancy, and we work for some of the world's um, biggest brands, such as Visa, MLB, Bernard Ricard, Samsung, and Ford. And, and we have a real human approach to technology, we like to think, where we really try and use it in the service of the creative idea and, and user experience rather than just using it for technology's sake. Well, the talk today is going to be around the industry's current hot topic and certainly one that's very big in the creative industry, probably more than any other, um, AI. But before we do that, I wonder if you wouldn't mind going back in time a little bit and bring us up to speed on what you guys are doing with the metaverse. There's been uh, some new developments in that area, and I'd be remiss not to at least kind of touch on, you know, what's been going on the past year there for you. Sure. Um, well, I think we've we've been using Web3 in particular in, in a couple of different ways. Like one, uh, it, it's had a real impact on our internal creative process. So, 
in the past, we do a lot of big renders, a lot of large physical spaces, and we would always use more traditional applications to render, to animate, all of those things. Whereas our design teams are now all pretty much trained up on um, Unreal Engine and they produce everything in real time, which really allows us to uh, work in a really agile way, um, in a real-time fashion, so we can present, iterate, amend, all pretty much as we're presenting, um, and then deploy that to lots of different mediums, be that uh, print, uh, presentations, or even virtual environments. And I think that's been really exciting. Um, we've dabbled in other forms of, of real-time as well. Um, we've recently uh, launched a, a new vehicle for Ford where we pixel-streamed the launch. It was all delivered um, live in a real-time environment where um, those viewing could come and effectively take the car for a test drive, change the camera angles, the color, etc. really sort of get under the bonnet of the vehicle um, in, in, in real-time as and when we were launching it. Um, so we've we've had a real real play. I think it's an interesting space right now. I think we're out of the hype cycle and we're now into a place where um, the the kind of the shine has worn off the space and and really, you know, it's about being uh, uh, really true to the user and understanding how to make the most out of the environment and 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 find a way to really create proper and deeper engagement with with viewers. So it's it's a it's an interesting space to be that's for sure i don't think it's gone away but i think it's it's you know making everyone work that little bit harder to to make the the space effective yeah definitely some cool things being done there um let's jump forward to the present and when i say present i mean pretty much just the past few months the hot topic in the industry has been and for the foreseeable future probably will be continue to be ai one of the interesting things, and before we really dive into it, one of the interesting things I've found in talking to people about AI just over the past two months is how many people were really already using it in one way, shape, or form before it sort of caught fire as it did earlier this year. Is that the case for you at Imagination? Yeah, I mean, we've, we've dabbled with it for, for quite a few years, actually. I mean, um, I think it was maybe 2017, 16 or so. We started creating chatbots um, for, for various experiences that, that we delivered. They weren't necessarily as smart as the uh, chat GTP4 versions, but again, it was us really trying to create more deeper engagement um, in, in our experiences. At one point, we created a talking car where people could come and sit inside and ask it questions. And then all the way through to um, a couple of years ago where we um, took the iconic Jaguar cat and, uh, and, and sort of created an experience uh, at an auto show where people could come and they could interact with it and it had a mind of its own and it would run around and it would do all sorts of uh, fun and interesting things. So I think we've, we've been dabbling with it for quite a while, um, but it's certainly really come of age and some of the tools and some of the uh, sort of applications that are now available are pretty incredible. And how at Imagination do you currently or foresee yourselves utilizing AI as we know it now to, to benefit? I mean, how does it influence the creative process? How do you educate your teams on best practices with it? And how do you cope with all the ethical and legal implications that are known or possibly haven't been found out yet? Um, yeah, it's a good question. Um, I think... Probably 
start with one thing like we we sort of look at it three ways so in in one essence it's really it's efficiency right so it allows us to uh, automate uh, sort of standard tasks that maybe took um, longer to do in the past um, it allows us to optimize everything from images to sound files um, and and also allows us to prototype things so sort of whether it's um, you know wireframes or or, or um, sitemaps etc we can really spin up very quickly uh, interactives and and other sort of um, applications that just took a long time in the past so it definitely helps with with efficiency um, from a creative perspective again I, I think we really love this idea of converging thoughts and and you know tools like uh, Midjourney, for instance, and so forth, allows you to really visualize ideas quickly, um, which means you can go much further in the creative process in terms of not just thinking about something, but putting in some prompts and then sort of figuring out what that looks like and and going a lot further down that path before you kill an idea, um, as well as proof of concepts. And then finally, from a delivery perspective, it's that idea of, of make, making magic, whether it's um, through experience, through the content that you develop all the way through to accessibility. And they're just some of the sort of use cases for AI. So we tend to use it sort of through all three of those um, life cycles. And in terms of education, I think, um, you know, it's just a lot of play, to be honest. Uh, we, we, every time something comes out, we, we look into it, we try it. We share it with the team. We have an AI working group where we're constantly sharing sort of outputs, ideas, um, new applications and tools. And, and we're sort of trying to figure out what works and what doesn't work. Um, in ter terms of ethics, uh, I'd say we, we a lot of the time, unless it's, uh, unless it's cleaning content up or generating something completely new, um, you know, or as I said, sort of previously, things like chatbots. Um, a lot of that, a lot of the work still tends to be sort of personal and experimental. I wouldn't necessarily say we've developed uh, images through Midjourney and then published them on behalf of clients, etc. It's still very much in that sort of mood board creative idea phase where we're using these tools. Um, however, you know, from an optimization perspective, that's where. I think we've had, um, you know, a, a lot of good use if we needed to clean up things, um, optimize files, um, you know, enhance images, all of that. That's been really fruitful and, and I think saved us a lot of time and energy. So from a creative perspective, I think it's still quite nascent. We're still figuring it out and making sure that, you know, we're not just kind of out of the traps and and, and sort of publishing content that, that might um, not necessarily um, be, be ethically correct. Um, but then from an optimization perspective, it's really helping our workflows and, and, and ensuring that we deliver as efficiently and effectively as we can. And how have you gone about using it to analyze and identify emerging trends? Yeah, um, I, it's certainly one of the tools that we use. So, you know, there's there's still a whole bunch of traditional channels that are really effective and, and correct. And I think that, um, you know, Great qualitative and quantitative research is always super useful, but AI, in a lot of ways, it speeds things up, right? And it does a lot of the heavy lifting and 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 provides you with a lot of data very very quickly. And so, yeah, we'd be crazy not to use it. And and I think it's just one of the tools within our armory. And and it definitely, um, because it's so uh, sort of heavily spoken about at the moment, and there's so much content out there it is really easy to, to sort of analyze and, and pick up on what's really popular versus maybe what isn't. 
And do you find that the sort of prevailing fear that a lot of the public seems to have of AI is completely unwarranted or just mildly unwarranted? And let me preface this a little bit by saying it's not lost on a lot of people, particularly in the tech industry, that, you know, there's been a lot of layoffs and things of that nature right around the same time, you know, apps like ChatGPT have kind of made a public appearance. There's a lot of paranoia there, but, you know, how much of that is also maybe a little realistic, do you think? Look, I mean, I think every big paradigm shift has resulted in a loss of jobs or, you know, a, a shift in in working patterns when, um, I mean, I started in, in the sort of mid to early 90s. And at that point, banner ads were the sort of holy grail of, of design <laughs> work, right? And And sort of, we used to make banner ads every week, every month. We made a lot of them. We made them incredibly interactive and they were great sort of sort of gamified storytelling adverts, whereas now everything is data-driven. So, you know, that's completely gone away. Um, sure, I think I, I don't think anybody knows I, at the moment anyway. Um, you know, AI is, is still relatively um, dumb in that it can't necessarily be creative. It only looks back in order to look forward. So you still need that human ingenuity to prompt and to push and to come up with new ideas. And I think we're still really excited about the prospect of using it to enable creativity, to really sort of explore this new and interesting world and use that to our advantage. That's not to say that there won't be negative implications, but I think, I don't know, like we're sort of on the fence, if you will, like there are some obvious brilliant things about it. And there's obviously also some scary components too. And um, I guess we'll find out. But at the moment, I think what is true is that we have to understand it and we have to be able to use it to to understand it. And um, yeah, that's just something we're, we're sort of trying to do and play with and make sure that we're on top of it as much as we can be. But it's changing every day. And so it's hard to tell what it's going to be like in a week or a month or 10 years time. Speaking just on your personal experience thus far in playing around with it, has there been a particular moment or a particular prompt that you put in or a particular interaction you've had with AI in the past few months since it's really taken hold in the public eye where you felt you were surprised and delighted by the result it gave you based on what you were working on creatively with it? Yeah, so the the most interesting thing for me is has probably been um, mid-journey in that um, I think we've, we've, as, as individuals, A, we've really had to learn how to ask questions and convert these creative thoughts and concepts in our heads and turn them into a series of words. But, but what then is amazing is you, you put these words in and, and the results that you get are beyond what you ever imagined. And so it's, it's the most, it's really addictive. And, and I think what's really great is sometimes you will get the expected, exactly what you put in, you get out of it. But a lot of the time you get something completely new and interesting, and that takes you on this path and you end up iterating and iterating and you end up in places you never thought you could. And that's the thing that really excites me that it it does so much heavy lifting and it really does push you to think more and more and be more creative and more inspired to get to an end result that is so left field from where you started that it's just an exciting place to be. So I think, and, and we're only really at the, the beginning of that space, you know, the, the kind of mid journey at this point is still, um, you know, it doesn't understand a lot of things and, and it's still sort of very new in the way that it processes 
the imagery and and it sort of recognizes the prompts. So I think, you know, moving forward, that's just going to get better and more interesting and give us so much more scope to be creative and come up with more interesting and more original things. You know, you had mentioned earlier that you got your start in the 90s, the early 90s. So you were there since the dawn of the internet as we, most of us know it, and have been through, you know, banner ads to, you know, dial up presumably to the AOL disk, to mobile, to everything in between and, and to present. How do you feel AI fits into all of that in terms of its potential use? Say, looking down the road five years, is it going to be as big a thing for us as I always think of mobile was like, that was the game changer because without mobile, there might not have been social media on the scale that we know it today. So will it be that big or will it be somewhere in between and mostly a tool for creatives to, to use? Um, I think it'll be a, a combination. So I, I definitely think that, um, you know, more mundane tasks or, or, those that can be automated will be. And and just like banner ads back in the day, there are just certain things that we won't need to do anymore. But I also think it'll be a, a tool in the armory that really, again, allows us to create so much more than we have in the past. And I think what's really interesting today compared to, say, um, that, that time 20-odd years ago was... Even back then, you had four or five mediums. You had the web, you had, um, you know, film, um, print, etc. Mm. Now we have so many more channels, right? We have experiential, we have the metaverse, we have mobile, we have so we have so many different um, mediums and channels that that we can create across. It's getting so complex, and I think what AI will potentially allow us to do is really deploy and create across anything and everything that we want. It'll kind of bring all that together and, and, and really allow us to focus on the conceptual side of things and then help us to then almost make and deliver everything. And, and that, to me, is, is super fun and really interesting. It'll, it'll definitely be a, a tool that will enable creativity as opposed to, in my opinion, um, take creativity over. I don't think it'll ever replace us. It'll just make us better at what we do and, and make the work more interesting and more creative and more original. What if I were to say I'm a fairly mediocre creator by trade? Is it going to help make me better or just spread my mediocrity around? Do you think? <laughs> um, sure. I think, look, I mean, you know, uh, social media and, and the web sort of democratized content creation, right? Like anyone can make content now. Um, the iPhone did that as well. You can point your camera at anything. You can make content and publish that across YouTube, other social channels, etc. AI will certainly enable a lot of people to be creative, to produce presentations and designs and things maybe they couldn't do in the past. But I still think the quality will... Um, you know, rise to the surface and, and those that are really great at what they do will only get better. So I, I think democratizing creativity is incredibly important. It sort of allows more people to get into that space. It allows everyone to really feel and experience what it's like to be creative, to make things, to have the power to be able to produce almost anything that they want. And that is definitely a good thing. Um, but yeah, those those that are really good at it will again rise just as they have in content creation and they have in graphic design and they have in lots of other mediums. 
um, and and they'll use it as a as as a tool, you know, within their armory to make that happen. Jerry, that was a, an amazing answer to that. I, I love the positivity there, and I really love the the democratization part of that because I, I absolutely agree. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show today. This was great. I, I love your perspective on AI and what we can look forward to. If people want to find out more about you and imagination, where should they go? www.imagination.com. Excellent. Well, thanks so much for being on the show today. No problem. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. For more podcasts like this one, be sure to visit www.advertisingweek.com.